Welcome to the Gold Nose Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. Um, today is December the 8th, 2019. Just got finished watching the Mike Norvell press conference. Um, I want to give you my thoughts on that. And I got some couple of, I got a couple of other things that I would like to talk about. So, um, without further ado, let's get started. Um, Mike Norvell, um, in the press conference, he seems to be a genuine guy, um, seems to be passionate about the job. Um, to me, he's the only guy that wanted the job. Nobody else seemed to want it. Um, he stated that special teams is an indicator of team buy-in. Um, I can somewhat agree with that. I believe if a player is going to go all out on special teams, he he's buying into what you're your philosophy to, um, you know, make the team better. Um, he said this will be a team for playmakers. Um, so right off the bat, that should appeal to a lot of recruits. Uh, he said that he's going to hit the ground running with recruiting. He's going to get to know all the high school coaches in the state of Florida. Um, he also stated that uh, he was going to uh, – um, thank all. Well, he did. He thanked all the the current and past players and uh, current and past coaches, which to me was a class thing to do. Uh, I watched the Memphis Cincinnati game yesterday. Uh, to me, he runs basically the same kind of scheme that Browse runs. Um, it's it's really about on offense. Can you get? better on the offensive line on defense is can you get better on the defensive line it's really that simple if you can go and get some guys that can that can uh solidify your two lines you're going to be in great shape um just going to be very interesting to see you know how this guy plays out because um thrasher said he Norvell was the only person that he offered the job to. I don't believe that. Come on. It was too much Bob Stoop stuff going on. Come on. And, you know, Coburn, that dude, <laughs> he, I don't know if he got uh, dementia or what, dude. He just, he just rubs me the wrong way. Um, Norvell can be. Uh, this could be a great success story from him, but it's all about the staff that you're going to put together, and it's all about recruiting, as it was with Willie Taggart. He couldn't get the quarterback that he needed to run that scheme, and he couldn't find two tackles. That's the first thing you're going to have to do is find you a quarterback and find you two quality tackles that, you know, that can block. Um, You know, we, we lost – Three games this year that we should have won. And you're not catching Clemson no time soon. The best thing you can do is just make it competitive for four quarters. I think if you can just do that, the fan base would be happy. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. I mean, we can come back to Mike Norvell in a second. I got some other little things that I wanted to drop on you. Um uh, you know, my, my continuing theme for the last couple of podcasts has been legacy of players. Um, Don Tavius Jackson, what is his legacy? 
I'll tell you what his legacy is. No fundamentals. Bad tackler. Freelance too much. The only thing he really brought to the table was a lot of energy. But it didn't usually end up with any kind of play. So I think he, unless he goes to the pros and just turns into a whole different player, he'll be one of the He'll be a forgotten player in FSU history. Um, James Blackman, great leader, strong arm, poor accuracy, emotionally too erratic. Um, His play was too erratic, but he never had a defensive line. James Blackman can make all the throws. Let's not kid ourselves. He can make all the throws. Um, but I mean, when you have less than a second to throw, <laughs> it, it doesn't it doesn't make a difference how strong your arm is. Um, another little nugget I wanted to touch on is: Could the defense have been better if Harlan Barnett was allowed to run his stuff, which is the four-two-five? Uh, I think if you would have had a defensive line of Kando, Wilson. Uh, Durden and Robinson, and then your two linebackers were Gaynor and McCray, and you bring Nazaldine up as the the uh, the rover, and then you know you got Lars Woodby, and maybe I don't know Hakeem Dent is your safeties. And then your corners are Stanford Samuels, Asante Samuel, and uh, Renardo Green. I, I I think he could have did pretty well running his stuff if that was the, if that was the starting defense right there. Um, but we'll never know because Willie Taggart forced him to run a four three, and I you didn't have I mean excuse me three four, and you didn't have the personnel to run a three four. You didn't have the hybrid outside linebacker defensive end types. You know, in the Boise State game, you got Janoris Robinson, a defensive end, pass rusher, dropping back in coverage, covering running backs. And it was just the dumbest thing that I've ever seen. So it's imperative that this new coach and his new staff coming in identify what your players do well and what they don't do well. Um. Another thing I wanted to get to was <laughs> the top five worst knolls of all time. Number five, Byron Capers. A lot of you guys are too young to remember Byron Capers, but he played for the Seminoles in the uh, mid to late 90s. And he, listen, when you, <laughs> you think we got some bad DBs now. He was cinnamon toast crunch on. I mean, every and he and Bobby Bowden just kept sending him out there. And this guy actually made it to the NFL. He played for the Eagles, but he was one of the worst cover corners I had ever seen. Man, I mean, he. I believe he was the guy who got burnt in that Florida game in 1997. Uh, Jaquez Green, just terrible dog. Just terrible. And uh, my next one is going to be Arthur Williams. Uh, 
offensive tackle. I mean, just one of the one of the worst offensive linemen to ever come through Florida State. I mean, he couldn't block a sled. Okay, he would let the the the, the blocking sled sack the quarterback. Just terrible. Um, and I'm glad he's gone. Number three, Abdul Bello. Now, I can understand that you want to preserve the red shirt of uh, some of these young offensive tackles that are currently with the program. I understand that. But you're putting Abdul Bello at left tackle. (laughs) I just, it was a head scratcher. Yeah, I mean, really. Um. I just didn't know what to say. I, I He's one of the worst players to ever come through this program. And I just don't understand how they kept marching him out there. Um, number two, Jawan Williams. I mean, he was a four-star coming out of college. But he's, I mean, he's a finesse player. He, he doesn't play with power. He doesn't. He lets a defensive end get up on him and just victimize him. No feet. No, no extension on his arms. Nothing. No punching, no nothing. It's just Ole. Ole blocking. So hopefully he'll get in the portal and bounce too. Then my, my number one, oh my God, my number one worst knoll of all time by far and away is Alex Hornibrook. He has to be the worst quarterback to ever come through this program. And we ain't really had a lot of bad ones. I think him and uh, Marcus Outson are probably the – but Marcus Outson beat Florida. So, you know, he – that's all people remember about him. But Hornybrook, you – I don't even understand how you got a scholarship. Uh, to when you was at Wisconsin, I don't even understand how you got that scholarship, man. And then they just let you get in the portal and leave. They didn't even try to fight to keep you. That Miami game, you look like a gnome out there in the pocket. A ser- I mean, a real gnome. So I I hope I never see you on a football field again because you, you're just terrible, dude. You're terrible. You got a pop gun arm. As soon as you throw the ball, it goes 10 feet in the, straight up in the air. And maybe I'm being a little too harsh, but I don't care, man. I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of sucking. So I do have a what you would normally call an honorable mention, but I'm going to call it the dishonorable mention. Ryan Roberts, right tackle. You suck. Shevin Smith. He was another DB from that illustrious secondary, I think, 1997. You suck. And Ricky Aguayo, you're definitely not Roberto. You suck, too. So, um, okay, I said I would go back to Mike Norvell. So, Mike Norvell, you got to recruit. You got to flip the culture. But I didn't hear you say anything about strength and conditioning. Florida State is the softest team, Power 5 team, in Power 5 football from a physical standpoint. 
Um, so it's it's imperative that you go and find the best strength and conditioning guy available. I know I said this in previous episodes, but he didn't touch on it in the press conference. Like I said, it seems like a very intelligent, very passionate guy um, that that knows that that didn't set unrealistic expectations. So I do appreciate that. You said it's going to is this and basically in layman's terms, he said it was going to be a rebuild. So expectations for next year. I know I said seven and five, eight and four on previous episodes. I I'm going back to. Six and six, seven and five at best. Unless he goes out and hits the transfer transfer portal or JUCO and just get some 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 quality tackles or quality pass rushers. And that's really it. And you got to if you're going to run, he's he's going to run his stuff, which is basically the spread, the read option, the RPO game. We got to find a mobile quarterback. Cause I I don't know if you're gonna be able to find that um, those tackles, and he said that we're gonna be aggressive an aggressive attacking defense. I like that. So that means more man to man coverage, which is, you know, probably what we're better at than playing zone. I've touched on how this team sucks at zone coverage, so um, it's paramount that he 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 knows what he has to do. It's just a question of can he do it. Um, I don't really know anything about this guy in terms of who he's going to try to recruit to be on his staff. Um, But one recommendation I would recommend to him as far as a defensive coordinator is the guy from Iowa State. Um, he, He, Brent Venables, went out to Iowa State. And learn their defense. And it's one of the reasons why they're so successful this season. Clemson, that is. Um, so that's one recommendation I would, would say. Um, he calls his own plays on offense. Again, This is that's one of the mistakes that Willie Taggart made his first year. He was trying to be a play caller and a head coach. I don't think that's going to be attainable or feasible at Florida State. But we'll see. Um, if not, I would say keep Kendall Browse. And um we'll see what happens, man. I'm my podcast is on iTunes, Spotify, and Google. Thank you for your support. And I'll see you in the next episode.